Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Reverend Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. The Easter Gospel reading is from Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Hear now these words of Jesus' resurrection. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While the women were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember now he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the 11 and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. Christ is risen, alleluia, amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. I am discouraged each morning when I read the news. I am devastated when I read about abuse and murder in our community. I'm heartbroken when people are laid off and struggle to pay their bills. I'm distressed when I hear about the political fights in Nashville and Washington, D.C. I'm horrified when I read about tornadoes and gun violence and war. I often wonder to myself, is there a dawn after a night? Is there hope? Some days it feels to me like every day could be a good Friday, the day when Jesus was crucified and died. The Gospel of Luke tells us about women who were full of suffering and despair. That Sunday morning, they saw the headline, Jesus of Nazareth crucified. Jesus of Nazareth crucified. These women and their friends had hoped that Jesus was the Messiah. But just three days prior, they had seen him crucified on a cross. He was dead. They knew his body had been laid in the tomb. And on this day, very early in the morning, these women, including Mary Magdalene and Joanna, went to Jesus' tomb. Jesus had been left in this stone cave, and a rock covered the entry. The women were bringing with them spices that they had prepared to care for Jesus' body. 
they expected to see Jesus there, lying there, flat on his back, eyes closed, perhaps his hands were covered on his chest. The women planned on just straightening his clothes and adding some more oil and spices to cover the stench of a dead body. But the story continues. The women arrived and saw that the stone had been moved from the front of the tomb. And when they entered the grave, Jesus' body was gone. The women stood confused. Perhaps they were a little upset like the kids were. There's no gum in this wrapper. Where, even more so, might have been their confusion and despair. Where is my Lord? Where is Jesus' body? And suddenly appearing in gleaming and dazzling white clothes appear to angels. Where else do the angels appear in the Gospel of Luke? At Jesus' birth. Angels come to Zechariah and to Mary announcing the good news of the impending birth of Jesus. The angels come to the shepherds in the field and announce and sing glory to God in the highest. And today, 33 years later, the angels come to Jerusalem. The women were frightened and they looked away. But the angels said to the women, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. Jesus has risen. Jesus told you this would happen. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful people, be crucified, and on the third day, rise again. Until that moment, everyone had dismissed Jesus' words. The women had not fully understood or believed the words. Dawn had arrived, though. Death had been conquered. Life had been restored. But no one expected it. The women were bewildered to hear the angels. We're told that they left to share the news with others. We don't know what they thought in that moment. Perhaps they were still a bit confused and bewildered. I know I would have felt the same. Throughout history, there have been many skeptics about Jesus' resurrection. The skeptics believe more in darkness than in light. For many people, death is the final word. Skeptics of Jesus' resurrection often describe Jesus' followers in one of two ways. Either the women and the disciples were gullible fools who had a fondness for ghost stories, or the women and disciples were shrewd conspirators who lied in order to form a new religion. I don't think there's evidence for either of those two theories. Not a single one of those women or any of the other disciples that morning was expecting to find Jesus alive. Yet on that Easter day, God is the one who wrote the headline. Christ is risen from the dead. Christ is risen from the dead. God was and is the author of good news. 
This morning, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the tomb was empty. Because of the witness of the angels. Because of Jesus' appearance, first to Mary Magdalene and to those women, then to the other disciples. Because Jesus broke bread with two disciples in Emmaus. Because there are 27 testimonies in the New Testament that declare and describe the resurrection. None of the New Testament would have been written if Jesus was not resurrected from the dead. Because a few women, then 11 denying cowardly disciples, then many more became people of courage and conviction. Christ is risen. I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. I have seen a living Jesus change lives. I have witnessed how this congregation, which is formed by the resurrection, makes a difference in our world. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I believe that evil, pain, tragedy, and death are not triumphant. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I believe that evil and pain and tragedy and death are not triumphant. When this congregation wraps a family in love during a time of crisis or death, when we provide Friday night dinners to friends in our town, when we visit the sick in the hospital and donate socks and toiletries to those experiencing homelessness, you and I witness the truthful and transforming power of the resurrection. Easter dramatically reminds us that God's power of love and life is greater than anything else in creation. While the news headlines declare to us a world of pain and death, we proclaim hope and life. We proclaim hope and life. We proclaim the resurrection. There was a massive earthquake two months ago in Syria and Turkey. In these two countries, over 50,000 people died. 50,000 men, women, and children. The suffering continues today as those who are alive try to rebuild their lives and community. If we're looking for headlines of death and despair, we can look in Turkey and Syria. And yet there is a story of a man named Hakan. And after the earthquake, Hakan was buried for 278 hours under his flattened apartment building. His wife and child survived. 278 hours. Anyone know how many days that is? Over 11 days. And yet, he gives us a life, a story about life. Because a group of rescuers discovered Hakan under that rubble. They found a living Hakan 11 days after the earthquake. And they were able to rescue him alive from the rubble. The people were stunned. They were in awe. On many days to come, and in those days, many others were rescued. I read about a husband and a wife, a teenage boy, a baby boy in footed pajamas, a beloved local teacher. They were found to be alive among the rubble. The people rejoiced at every sign of hope and life that they witnessed among the debris and death. 
beyond Good Friday, there is Easter Sunday. Beyond Good Friday, there is Easter Sunday. The angels asked the women, why do you look for the living among the dead? I would say, why not? It's the best place to look. Among the ruins after an earthquake, at a tomb in Jerusalem, and in all the dark places in our world, we will witness resurrection power. Life beyond death happens over and over again. We go to the places where renewed life is the most difficult to believe, and we will find life there, and it will bring us joy and comfort. Resurrection is the basis of our faith. Resurrection is the basis of our faith. Luke wrote his gospel to give a straightforward account of the life of Jesus. He tells us that in the very first sentence of his gospel. Luke wanted his audience to have confidence in who Jesus was. Even more so, Luke wanted his listeners to experience Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and what they mean for us today. The resurrection of Jesus, which we celebrate this day, in a world full of sin and darkness and death, the resurrection is that final word. Jesus lifts us up from sin and evil and death and raises us up into the promises of life. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Life will include crucifixion moments. There have been, there are, and there will be moments of suffering and adversity, defeat and death. We'll experience them in our own lives, here in our local community, as a nation and in our world. But life in Christ also includes resurrection. It's not just a crucified life, it is a resurrected life as well. Life and joy and hope will come out of tragedy and death. The central claim of the Christian faith contained in Easter is this. In the end, resurrection has the final word. We live the crucified and resurrected life. This is our hope as Easter people. This is our hope as Easter people. On this Easter, the news headline is, Christ is risen. Christ is risen. As Jesus rose from his tomb, Jesus is here with us. And Jesus Christ will not stop at Jesus' efforts to reach out to us, to welcome us. We are known, we are accepted, we are welcomed and loved in this place. Christ is risen. On this Easter Sunday, I invite you to say those words with me. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite the band to come and to start setting up for our last song. And as they are getting ready, we're going to join together in an affirmation of faith that will be on the screen. An affirmation of faith is an opportunity for us after hearing this Easter message that Christ is risen, that Christ is risen indeed, that we live a resurrected life, and that resurrection is the final word in our, in our lives and in this world, and we get to proclaim that faith aloud and as a community. 
So I invite you to stand as you are able and let us proclaim our faith with one another. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. <laughs>